All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Fun Fans Podcast. I am your host tonight, Bailey Jackson, and my friend James is with us. And we're happy to have Courtney Taylor here. And we'll talk to Courtney in just a few minutes. She is a national champion. So we're going to have fun with that. We're going to break down Clemson's first ever gymnastics meet. Uh, We're going to catch you up on all the things happening in Clemson athletics. And there was a some chatter this week about our head football coach um just a little bit and we're going to give you the perspective on alabama's football hire and how it all went down but first the fun fans are proud part of the fanboys fangirl sports podcasting network if you're a true sports fan the fanboys fangirls is perfect for you find various nationwide podcasts and other sports media at thefanboys.com and on all forms of social media the Fun Fans Podcast is the official podcast for Clemson fans. And where do we like to eat, James? Oh, we love to eat at Ruben's Food, Sports, Spirits, and Catering. The best wings around with two locations in Upstate, 1083 Batesville Road in Greer, 11028 Anderson Road in Piedmont, South Carolina. Find them at rubensc.com. It's simply a great place to eat for all sports fans. I wish there was a Ruben's down here where I'm on vacation. Yeah, look, I was a little late getting it up. Uh, the Rubens <laughs> Fair. But the hey, yeah. Fans is also brought to you by Diamond Edge Products, and Diamond Edge Products is an officially licensed merchandise provider for Clemson University. Look for the link in the next few episodes to order your, uh, to more easily order your Diamond Edge Products. All right, let That's me right. get Diamond Edge Products off of there. <laughs> yeah, coming um, soon. Let me, Bailey you doing great. You got to hit high. You hit high I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. As we hey. Earlier, we have we are fortunate to have a national <laughs> champion on our show tonight. This young lady is a graduate of GMC Greer Middle College Charter, the member yes. of Harvard's Women's Rugby 2023 National Championship team. So obviously, she's really smart and super <laughs> athletic, and she's only a freshman. Courtney, thank you for being with us tonight and being on the show. How you doing? No problem. I'm doing good. I'm very excited to talk to you guys. Now, are you back start. at school now? No, I'm uh, going back this Sunday. So I have a long winter break. Yeah, you're, you're missing a bunch of snow up there, right? Yeah. It snowed a couple times this week, so I'm not looking forward to Sunday. But I don't know. I think I'll have to get used to the cold eventually. Yeah, I, you will eventually. Yeah, Hi, James. All right, so Courtney, we're uh, we're excited to have you on the show. And the first question, and this is kind of a common question that we ask uh, all the athletes, especially the, like how they got into the sport. How did you end up playing rugby at Harvard? But especially since we don't even offer rugby at the school you went to. And I don't know any school that offers rugby in South Carolina. Do you, Bailey? I, believe it or not, there is a – Boys rugby team at Clover Middle School. Believe okay. All right. Yep. Well, there and you I, go. Well, Courtney, how did you end up? Um, well, my parents are from South Africa. So um, my dad, when he was in South Africa, he played and his father played. So they were very good. They made the national team or just under the national team. And then they immigrated here to America. And so they kind of taught my brother, my sister, and I. And we kind of like all grew up playing it. And my dad, um, we first lived in Chicago, Illinois. And he made a team there. 
And then I was too young to play there. But when we moved to South Carolina, he made another team and he helped join or create a team uh, for guys mainly. And then the girls eventually followed along. And so that's when I started um, started getting more into it. I was mainly a soccer and a basketball girl. But then uh, I realized I was a little too physical for those sports. So that's when <laughs> I really started getting into rugby. And um, yeah, I just haven't stopped since there. So obviously, Very good. I mean, obviously you're a student first, but what, what mm-hmm. does a typical day look like at Harvard for a Harvard. rugby player? Um, well, each day during the week is a little different in season for me. Um, we have like different um, types of sessions. So our coach really does a good job of making sure that we're never too stressed out in one day, but that we're still keeping up our fitness, keeping up our skills, um, still working as a team. So kind of, I kind of want to go through like, every day of the week with you really quickly just to kind of give you a good like idea um so our mondays are open morning so we don't have anything morning if we've had a game the following weekend so if we've had a game usually just open morning we'll have a session in the afternoon after our classes so how i've done my classes is i tried to do two classes on monday two classes on tuesday and just like gmc it's a block schedule so It'll be two classes each day for the week, except for Fridays. I didn't get any classes on Friday, which is good. Um, nice. Yeah, and then we'll have a session on the Monday just for, like, running, catching up. It's really quick, like an hour session. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays are our big sessions. So we'll have, like, a workout, weightlifting in the morning at, like, 7, 7.15. Um, then I'll go to class right after. I have an electric scooter, so I can get from place to place pretty quickly. Um, I'll go to class for a couple of hours until, I believe, around 3 p.m., and then at four, we'll have another session, which is a longer session. We'll have like a preview where we talk about the, the practice we'll be going into. We'll talk about our previous game, our game coming up against um, about the team we're about to play. And that'll take until probably about seven, seven thirty. Then we'll go to dinner, study, hang out as a team, then, you know, go to bed. That's our Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays, we have completely off, which is so nice to kind of relax and relieve yourself throughout the week it's a good like middle stop um to kind of de-stress and get some homework done and then fridays um is an easy session usually it's right before the game on the saturday so we'll have like a run through of what our team is like expecting what we're um how to prepare for the game the next day that's usually later in the afternoon so i get to sleep in and relax a bit more so yeah nice very busy yeah yeah very busy so, Courtney, I don't know how closely you follow American football, but most of the time on here we're talking about, you know, college football. And the playoffs are changing next year from four teams to 12 teams. And I'm just going to admit complete ignorance about the playoffs for girls lacrosse. or I'm not lacrosse, Well, lacrosse too, but rugby, well, boys, rugby, all, all of it except for basketball and football. So, Tell the fun fans how the playoff brackets are, how many teams make the playoffs for the rugby, and and so how many games y'all had to play. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm not sure exactly how many teams we have in our particular league. Um, It has to be at least 12, I believe. We don't play all 12 since there are a lot of teams that keep continuing to join the D1 uh, league that I'm in, my team's in. Um, But we play about eight to ten games, I believe, throughout this season. And then um, whoever is obviously on the top in the top four 
we'll go into um, quarters, then semis, then finals. So pretty, pretty basic as like every other league. Um, something that is kind of particular with rugby and girls rugby is we have so many divisions. We have um, like D1 NCAA, then we have D1 Elite, then we have um, D2, then D3, and then the same like D2 NCAA and so on. So it's just a lot of leagues that teams are constantly either going up in leagues, constantly going down in leagues. Um, it's really kind of switches every year, but it's, it's pretty basic in like their structure where it's like everyone tries to play as many games as they can. So eight to 10 with different teams in their league. Um, and they go to yeah the championship. Cool. So, so is it kind of like soccer where teams get, uh, relegated up or down based on how they did the year before? Yeah. Um, okay. it is a little hard to go up. Um, they would have to be a team that is like done exceptionally well within their league. So usually the champions of their league. Um, for example, we had a team Davenport in the D2 league this year that I wouldn't be surprised if they went up a league. They killed, they won their national champions in their D, uh, D2 division. They killed the team they played against. It was about a hundred points to maybe 10. Wow. So oh, wow. I would, yeah, I would not be surprised if they moved up a league just from like their performance and how easily they outplayed almost every other team. So it's something like that where like if they're clearly like a so much advanced in skill versus the other teams in their league, it would be better to move them up to give them more of like a challenging um, division to play in. Okay. Yeah. So sounds kind of have, familiar, don't it, Bailey? Yeah. You beat Dartmouth uh, in the national championship. Uh, mm -hmm. What? What was that feeling like being a national champion, especially with, you know, as a freshman? Yeah, it was kind of surreal for me. Um, but I, I knew our team was special from the moment I joined. And like, that's not trying to be cliche, but genuinely, as soon as I joined our team and as soon as I played the first, second game with them, um, I knew we had something that we could work on. And we did like every single practice, every single gym session, um, every single game, we were pushing ourselves um, so when we got to that final, I wasn't surprised that we were there. I knew we would be. Um, and while I didn't play as many minutes as like other people, such as like the seniors, juniors, um, it was really interesting, really cool. And just like really heartfelt to see our team, like put so much on the field and to come out, um, on top against a team that is amazing. I mean, Dartmouth is just, they're our rivals. It goes back and forth every year. Um, so it was just amazing, surreal moment for me. Um, can't wait to get my ring coming up soon. Um, nice. Yeah, it was very, very surreal. I'm very um, – I think the team all – we got closer in that moment. Go. Okay, so I'm going to ask – I'm going to ask an off-script question here. It's a very physical sport. Yeah. Uh, it, are there any situations where girls get chippy with each other, where it's almost like mm -hmm. they're pushing and shoving and getting ready to fight and that kind of thing? Um. Or is everybody really nice? <laughs> On the field, I wouldn't call us nice, but I wouldn't say we're ready to fight either. Um, there have yeah, been... maybe fight's not a good word. Yeah. <laughs> never actually a punch, which is good. Um, but I would say our team is very physical. Our team... Um, not in a way where we're dirty, but we're willing to put our bodies on the line to do what we need to do. And uh, we do. We I've seen girls fly in at girls' knees and just put their body on the line and get hit. Um, but they take the girl down. So mm. I, there are moments where there is a little little talk, a little, you know, a little shove here and there. 
Um, and we'll usually laugh about those moments after games. We have a girl on our team who likes to find all those clips, those funny moments where we're like doing stupid things, where we're shoving each other or something. Uh, and she'll create a, a video for us to watch in our, one of our previews before practice to laugh about it. So we like to watch it and learn from it and realize like bring the anger and channel it into different ways. But um, there are definitely moments where we, where we let the heat get to us a bit. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I don't know how many waivers you had to sign to participate. <laughs> Yellow cards, red cards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. seeing all the waivers you need to sign. All right, good answer. It's very physical. Well, speaking of, so, uh, Courtney, we talk on here, like I said, of college football, and most of mm-hmm. the time we just talk about our experiences. Do you or your teammates, y'all get together and go to other sporting events like the football games at Harvard? Yeah, Harvard has a really good athletic like um, environment and community. Uh, every single time we have, well, we have a um, an engagement liaison kind of within our team who you run for a position every year, and like there's different positions. One of them is like a community like team liaison, um, and basically they kind of coordinate with other teams uh, when their games are, and then they'll let us know in our group chats and say, "Hey, girls, like we're gonna go see." I don't know, the men's basketball at this time on this day for this game, or we'll go see the women's volleyball. And so we'll go as teams. And obviously we understand like Harvard's hard. We all have classwork. We all have schoolwork. Um, So sometimes we all can't get together, but we do try our best every time to kind of go as a team and not only like bond with other teams, but with like ourselves cheering for them. Um, So yeah, we definitely do our best to at least go to one a week if we can. Okay. Nice. Is there any is there any type of uh, tailgating or anything for like football? I know there probably is for football, but like I want to know yeah. about rugby. Is there anything for rugby? Like you have a fan base that comes out and yeah, um, sometimes um, music so blasting. Yeah, <laughs> rugby isn't still it isn't as big as football. I would say, um, obviously. But um, we sometimes have little tailgates with our parents. They'll set some stuff up. Um, before our championship, we had a very big tailgate with, like, friends, family who were coming to watch our game. Um, it's not not as common with rugby, but parents do. I feel like it's more of an American thing, but parents still do it. Very good. Good job, parents. Well, we appreciate your time and appreciate you being on here. Uh, Courtney, it's good seeing you again. I know uh, maybe Grayson's actually watching since you're on the show. First time in a long time. Uh, but speaking of that, is there anybody you'd like to give a shout-out to while you're online here? Honestly, Grayson. I respect her so much. I love Grayson. I love your daughter so much. She's such a great friend. She's the one who got me onto well, this. Well, so Whit- Whitney Lynn on Facebook says, hey, Courtney. Oh, hi. <laughs> That's Miss Looper. Oh, hi, Miss Looper. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. One of those Facebook aliases. I am yeah. interactive. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate you. Yeah, and Grayson uh, loves you too. And she kept up with all the stuff. And I was saw the pictures all season. And we're very proud of you, Courtney. Thank you. I appreciate Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Keep Thank up you. the good work. It was nice seeing you. Bye. Thank you. All right, Bailey. You're running the show. Yeah, here we go. All right. Very well, good. Clemson, Clemson hosted the first ever <laughs> gymnastics meet. And ever. Um, I'm going to tell you, if you look at, so they had a basketball game 
Saturday afternoon and gymnastics Friday night before. So they totally transformed Little John Coliseum overnight. And on the broadcast of the game yesterday, they, they had the time-lapse photography from, like, I guess the security camera of, of guys <laughs> working, you know, all night trying to get the floor back down and everything back in place. Uh, my greatest fear would be that one of the baskets was not in the exact right place or something along those oh, lines. Wow. But my, my daughter did, did have a firsthand experience. The cheerleaders participated um, at the first ever gymnastics meet. And we, we will probably need to get her on um, maybe midweek to talk about what that was like. Um, just it's just a different sporting event. Okay. So, and we're there are plenty of of folks out there that have uh, sons and daughters that participate in gymnastics, and they go to gymnastics meets all over the place, just like I did cheer meets uh, or cheer competitions. And so, I, I would love to hear uh, from Katie firsthand what it was like to be there, and it is historic because it was the first time. And uh, very historic. Yeah. And we won. We did. William and Mary didn't stand a chance. <laughs> and neither one of them. Not a chance. <laughs> neither William nor Mary. Yeah. But so the, the my breakdown of, of what I saw, Bailey, it reminded me I was completely ignorant about gymnastics. But uh it reminded me of when you and I used to play pool all the time, all the chalk all over the place. I'm like, we're just killing it. We chalking it up and we just knocking it out. But I don't, you know, I yeah. assume my girls did really well. Yeah. There's well, no, I've, nobody had to change the gym for us to play pool though. No, they didn't. I don't even know if they cleaned the floor. <laughs> um, but I, I'm going to need a little pick me up. And you know how you hey, get that? Dubby. Get you some Dubby. Click that QR code and you can get 10% off if you use the promo code FUNFANS. Dubby is a, High quality, all natural, caffeine free or jitterless free. I, I don't think it's caffeine free. I think it's jitterless uh, without jitterless without the shakes. And you can get a little <laughs> quick afternoon pick me up. All right. So James is obviously in his car. Um, yeah, I'm in a car. Um, but our basketball team got back on the winning side of things yesterday, uh, defeating Boston College. Even though Boston College was a little shorthanded. If you've looked at, I don't know what just happened. My phone started playing music. Um, <laughs> if you've looked at the NCAA basketball um, situation, almost two thirds of the top 25 have been beaten this week. So it's, and I think, did you see the, uh, I don't know if I said this last week or midweek, but you know, all the last five clips of NCAA tournament teams have had a three game losing streak in the middle of the season. So it's not. That I did hear deal. that. Now, yep. all right, let's move on. Next, Alabama has a new football coach, Kalen DeBoer. Right. DeBoer. DeBoer. All right. I said, as I predicted, they would have a predicted. coach in place before we got back together, and it does not appear that this was their first choice. All right, but let's let's go through this list that you've created. Okay. Why do we think Saban retired? Uh, you go first. Well, what was announced was, you know, his age and some uh, some health issues, and I'm not 
no surprise, he's in his 70s. And I'm not saying that that is not maybe the main reason. But the little bit of chatter about, you know, Saban was not one of the ones happy about the way college football is going nowadays. I can't help but think that that played uh, some role in that. Maybe maybe just a small role. But uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with the theory that that was definitely if you're getting if you're aging and your health starting to be a thing, you definitely don't want to keep doing something that's starting to get on your nerves. That's for sure. Uh, so I can't help but think that it had a little bit to do with it. What about you? Yeah, I think the, I think the situation um, can be summed up best by if you're if you're on Instagram, people go and look up Roll Tide Willie and look at yeah. part one <laughs> of his post about uh, Saban retiring. He's tired of having to deal with players he's trying to pay. He's tired of yeah. the system that is broken. And those are just factors that when you debate quitting or not quitting, but retiring, you go, is this really worth it? You know, I mean, I'm yeah. 72 years old. Can I go spend some time on at one of my homes that I get to flying my jet or however I get there? Uh, but he's still going to have an office in Tallahassee. I'm, I'm sorry, Tuscaloosa at the stadium. Yeah. So that's a plan to try to keep those recruits there probably. Um, the next question says, do you think they knew or not? I don't think they did. I think that was his call. And he just probably said, you know what? That's it. Cause when you know, you know, I agree. I agree. So, and then you said already, you don't think they got their first choice. Who do you think their first choice was? Their first choice was Lanning from Oregon, Oregon, the former defense coordinator at Georgia, who he was a GA at Alabama way back. And it's just uh, – I think they got an unbelievable coach. The guy's record is like 100 and some odd wins and 12 losses all time. I don't care what level you're coaching at. I don't care. As a head coach, he's but, won over 100 and lost 12. Because it's a level – you're competing against your level. Correct. So, right. That's right. And so, Dabo – so, Oregon um, – that's was everybody thinks number one. Dabo was definitely contacted. I'm not saying he's number two. I'm just using my fingers to count. Everybody also is pretty much verified that the you know the Florida State coach was the name. You know he got a pay raise and everything was thrown around before they finally hired DeBoer. If I'm not saying that right, I apologize. But does that mean that Alabama got their fourth choice? Or did they create it? Were they trying to create an applicant pool? Well, Alabama think, is supposed to be the mecca of all of college sports. And if they got well, their I fourth think, choice. Well, it, it, who? Look. Dabo probably, they probably called Dabo's agent. And Dabo's agent called Dabo and said, hey, just got a call from Alabama. Uh, what would you like for me to tell him? And he said, thanks, but no thanks. He said he was an Alabama boy. Now he's a Clemson man. That's uh, right. So that's where we at. Team and Dabo. I, it's, look, it's going to happen one day. Dabo's going to stop coaching. It's going to happen. Oh, without a doubt. And it, it'll be okay. But If he was 72, Tyler from Spartanburg would be running him off. Maybe. Right, right. 
I, I so. think they got a really good coach, whether that was choice number one. I mean, you always go through this stuff. You have a list of people. Like, as soon as Nick Saban said, I'm not coaching anymore, they had to get in a room and create a list. And, you know, they do that. Shoot, we do that. You know, when if we had an assistant president's right. job, we, we would know people. If we had a whatever baseball coach's job, we, we know people uh, that we would think, man, that guy would be great here. And, and then we, you know, obviously we go through the human resources side of it and post it and interview people and go through the whole process. But it's a little bit different when you're talking about millions of dollars and millions of dollars in buyout money. Dan Manning's right. buyout was $20 million. All right, that's a difference I mean, between four at Washington. Anyway. Anyway. Man. Yeah, I just don't – I don't know if it was uh, – they were – creating somewhat of a pool but everybody in the country is having a field day with oh they're going to get this person oh and it's funny how it goes from one to the next because it's such a big deal in college football uh but then the thought of they them potentially not getting their first not getting their second but down to their fourth choice and i love respect alabama they got a lot of great fans but sometimes that can that should be a very humbling experience no matter what you feel about your uh, football and it, they are the mecca of college football, but mostly because Saban has been coaching there for and the Bear Bryant and that kind of stuff. But anyway, well, they had a very dark period. <laughs> they did, uh, just like Clemson. So that's right. You know, nobody is above uh, something like that happening. You can lose quickly, especially now. Yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna well, make a prediction. Right? New coach. A lot of folks are saying he's not a, you know, he, he's only been successful at these other levels or whatever. Well, I, what if, what if, what if he does just as good or better? It's almost like I kind of feel like most of the talking heads I'm hearing are saying he don't even have a chance at doing that. But you know what? With the backing of Alabama and, you know, if he can make it to, to a national championship at Washington, no offense to Washington, but he, what if he does better? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the, the stock, the stock of Alabama football went down uh, with his hire, but because nobody knows him, he's from Washington state and yeah. he's only coached in the, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And Fresno State and places like that. We don't. Those are the games we talk about being on at 10 p.m. We're in the bed. We're in the bed. The time they play. But anyway, I think. He, well, fun fans, we got. We, we hope he does well against everybody except Clemson. That's right. And if we're playing Alabama, <laughs> guess what? That's that's good. That, that's, that's, that's a good, good thing. That's right. Well, look. Very good. Listen, we hope everybody enjoyed the show today. It's always a great time to have on a national champion. And I'm going to yeah. go back because I missed this. She went to uh, Greer Middle College, which is right up there in the corner now. Look at there. GMC. I meant to do that when I announced her, but there's a lot going on on the screen right now. All right. You're doing great, Bailey. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you could have a vacation and still be on. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're, we're going to work on our gymnastics floor routine for Wednesday night. Uh, maybe with some footage, you know, I'm off tomorrow, so maybe I'll have a chance to work on some of that. And, um, you know, 
you're just welcome for having all this insight right here, right here on the Fun Fans Podcast. Join us each Sunday and every That's Wednesday right. for all this fun. So thanks for checking us out each and every week. Don't for click, don't forget to click subscribe on the Fun Fans Podcast YouTube channel as well as any of your social media platforms because they're all right up here. There's a bunch of them up there. Uh, follow us on social media and share. On behalf of the Fun Fans Podcast, J Thrill Entertainment, the Fanboys Fangirls Podcast Network, and James Dillard. Thank <laughs> it's you time all to eat. for listening. Go eat. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs>